Vivek. Have you realized how often some words become a part of our daily vocabulary and we get used to using them day in day out? Unfortunately, in a lot of cases, without really knowing what it means or stands for. Sustainability is one such pretty word. Come to think of it, with the growing awareness towards the environment and the devastating impact our urbanization has had so far, sustainability is a word everyone is latching onto. Today in this episode, we bring to you a very special guest who has been overseeing some of the key sustainability initiatives right from the helm of India's leading industry body, Ishre. Please join me in welcoming our guest for the day, Mr. Amitabh Sur. Mr. Amitabh is the Director of Operations at Aircon India, a leading HVACNR contracting company. With more than 34 years of experience in the HVACNR industry and after holding multiple senior positions within Ishre, Mr. Amitabh is currently the National President of the coveted industry body. He is also an active member of Ashre, Rata and Focus. On this note, very warm welcome to you, sir. I'm glad to have you with us. Thank you, Vivek. Uh, good afternoon. And uh, it's my pleasure to be with you this afternoon. Let's, let's get started, sir. Why don't we start with the word sustainability? Everyone uses it in every second sentence these days. But what in effect is sustainability? Well, Vivek, uh, here by sustainability, we mean sustainable development. It's a development which takes care of the needs of the present generation without compromising or affecting the life of future generation. How we will do that? Reduce your wants, reuse your resources as much as you can, and recycle your used matters. Now, I will like to add one more. We have heard about this reduce, reuse, and recycle many, many times, but I would like to add a R before this, and that is review. First, review your needs before you proceed and see if at all you need it. But all these are you know, easier said than done. To make this happen, we shall have to reach out to the masses and we need to convert this to be to a habit, you know, and practice it daily. So sustainability needs to become a habit of ours. The rate at which India is getting urbanized, the rate at which the Indian cities are growing, is it something that we should be worried about or is it something that, you know, carries promise with it? See, we should not be worried about the development. Both development and nature should coexist. So, you know, I mean, we know that India is targeting to make, you know, become net zero by 2050. The movement has already started. Awareness is building up and it is up to us how seriously we drive this. Now, the sooner we move towards development without affecting nature, with the help of evolving technologies, we can make the world a better place. So we cannot stop development and neither we should try to do that. It is more important that many of us are aware, but many of us are not practicing and those corrections are required and that will bring us to sustainability. Before we proceed further, could you please introduce us to Ishre? What are the key challenges that Ishre is trying to address today? And what, according to you, are as on date, the must-win battles for the institution? Well, in the current situation, Vivek, I would say it's indoor air quality, apart from energy efficiency. We by now know that indoor air could be far more damaging. But even now we feel pollutions outdoor are going to kill us. But without being aware that the pollutions indoor can kill us faster, because that we can have two to five times more polluted indoor conditions compared to outdoor. We are also simultaneously trying to spread awareness on 
other factors like adaptive cooling, thermal comfort, conservation of energy. Ishre has created a little more than 30 technical groups. Now these technical groups are represented by experts. They're conducting workshops, seminars, they write publications. They're in fact writing standards and trying to disseminate knowledge and build awareness on these important aspects. So these are the few areas where Ishri's focus is. And I think it's an entire gambit. Energy efficiency is important, but at the same time, building healthy buildings are also important. So these are the focus areas I would say of Ishri currently. And sir, does this growing need for even better indoor air quality put in more pressure for more sophisticated HVAC systems? And what impact does it have on the energy consumption as well as the cost? So definitely cost is important and that is where industry and we all have to work together. But don't you think that health is more important? I mean, you can build a system today if you are only looking at cooling the place, it can be a normal air conditioning system. But we have all learned that that's not enough. And therefore today building healthy buildings are you know, one of the most important aspects, particularly after COVID. So important is to, yes, look forward and build healthy buildings and uh, of course, energy efficient and healthy buildings. And uh, for that, yes, we do have systems in place. Innovations will also come. Already there are products which has come into the market to take care of these situations. And when we are building healthy buildings, it's particularly viewing the human resource. Maybe that's a cost which were not directly impacted, but then that's also an investment according to me, if you are not correcting it today. Connecting with the root level people. And I believe there is no better body than Ishri to do it. Ishri works directly with all stakeholders from the building fraternity. But in your opinion, how aware are they in the first place towards the need for a sustainable infrastructure? Majority of the building industry are today aware of the need of sustainability. The sheer number of registrations of green buildings gives us a fair idea about that. This awareness will certainly help us to build sustainable infrastructure, but we still have to go a long way. The challenge lies with the existing buildings, as I said earlier, and the industrial development and the industrial sector. I think a lot more needs to be done there if we wish to become carbon neutral. There has to be an outlook on retrofitting these buildings on the path of sustainability. The same way with factories and other installations. You know, simultaneously, the government would also have to come forward with incentives. The industry should work out faster paybacks. It has to be a kind of an inclusive package for all. As a member of the Danfoss family, I strongly believe that technology has a huge role to play in helping cities and buildings evolve. But from Ishire's standpoint, how have you witnessed this evolution? And is cutting-edge technology enough to make urban infrastructure sustainable? Oh, there has been many, Vivek. Uh, going back to the days when we started as young engineers, we used to assemble the entire system at site. Compressors, condensers, evaporators. We first saw technological development of compressors with much more efficient drives. Then we learned about the importance of system efficiency and move to integration of systems with the help of better controls. Today, they communicate with each other and with the help of technology are well synced, improving the system efficiency. Look at the building load estimation. There was a time when we used to work with 100% load. Then we learned about part loads, taking diversified load. Then we further improved it, hourly load analysis and tweaking it as per that, building simulations. Technology is certainly important. 
but it alone cannot achieve sustainability. Along with our approach also has to be there. You know, the correct approach, our willingness to abide by the requirements. That's also important. But yes, these uh, technological developments, these components, equipments, systems will certainly take us towards that. Sir, I'll pick it up from exactly where you left. Despite having the best of the global technology at our discretion, why do some buildings fail to achieve their designed energy efficiency goals? What is Ishre doing to arrest that? When we talk of buildings, uh, there is a need to have integrated approach from all the stakeholders of the building, starting from you know investors, builders, architects, all the service providers. The important aspect is we design buildings, but when it comes to commissioning the building and validating it, we still need to kind of uh, do a lot over there. We are still not very particular about that. the processes. I mean, after building a, a super efficient building, if we are not actually commissioning it pro properly and validating it, you know, periodically, then the whole point is lost. And therefore, Ishre have recently launched a standard on the process of commissioning. Now, once a building is commissioned, there is a need of constantly monitoring it and validating it the performance and on a regular basis to keep the building efficient. You touched upon India's ambition to become net zero by 2050. That's a very strong ambition uh, for a nation like India. The urbanization has actually put India right on the global map. But this also brings in a massive surge in its energy demand. How do we really kind of come out of this conundrum? Uh, whenever we take a task, yes, there will be challenges. Now, I would say India has a definite plan to mitigate these challenges also. The approach should be two-pronged. Invest heavily in renewable and alternative energies and reduce energy demands by building more energy-efficient products and systems. And this needs to be done immediately and consistently. We must take very aggressive action on use of coal and oil and thereby, you know, use of thermal energy. Considering that India currently runs 70% of the electricity from coal, and it's a daunting task, of course, and there is a need for more resolution, not only buildings, it's also for industries. Simultaneously to make systems more energy efficient, we'll have to adopt modern technologies, which are available. We have today internet of things, we have artificial intelligence, Along with building, we must have equal focus on industry, transport, generation of electricity, etc. So I would say to achieve net zero by 2050, we have to completely transform our energy system. Sir, I'm sure you are quite aware of how the other more developed nations are addressing their sustainability goals. If you were to kind of draw a parallel with regards to India, what would you say would be the areas where we still need to step up our efforts? We are very good at making policies, but implementation is where we lack. I think the plan in totality is very strong. In fact, it's better than many other countries. Now, we have to overcome these challenges with proper implementation and monitoring. I think a lot of focus is required there. It is definitely right in place, rightly done for our nation. So it's quite achievable. Let's now jump into the Acrex Hall of Fame. The Acrex Hall of Fame, after having inducted five marvelous buildings into its Hall of Fame, is now headed for its sixth edition in the Feb 2022. 
How have you seen Acrex Hall of Fame making a difference to the building fraternity? I would say the first thing that it has achieved is to make building industry aware that energy efficiency and sustainability is no longer an option, but it is a socio-economic responsibility. Now, our job doesn't rest by just building awareness. We have to encourage investors to adopt sustainability, showing them the benefits that come along with their investment. Acrix Hall of Fame has really worked on that. I would say it has been well accepted by seeing the increasing numbers of entries year over year. The industry today knows that yes, Acrix Hall of Fame is a place to be in for buildings if we have to really prove that yes, it's a sustainable building. Thank you so much, sir. That was a splendid conversation with you. But before we call it a wrap, what would be your closing remarks to the larger building fraternity in their pursuit to achieve their sustainability goals? Well, first, I wish to thank them for taking up this challenge. I say it's a noble work. Uh, though it is our responsibility, and if we wish to give a better world to generations ahead, we cannot stay ignorant any longer. And to constantly stay focused in this challenge is not easy. And that they have been able to do it and move forward is a commendable task. So I would say stay focused to our luxury, which is sustainability, which is reaching net zero by 2050 and going beyond. We must remember that development must coexist with nature. The day we learn that and we learn to preserve it, we will know how to bring sustainability. I will look for it and work for it. And I couldn't have asked for a better closing remark, sir. Thank you so much, Mr. Amitabh, for a great conversation. It was an absolute pleasure to have you with us. Pleasure was mine, Vivek. It was really a great conversation. Thank you for calling me and having me uh, here. Uh, stay well and stay good. Thank you so much, sir. With this, we call it a wrap. And on this note, signing off for now. Until next time.